0: Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James
1: Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports
2: Talk, co-host with Chris? I'm here. I wouldn't miss it.
1: Chris, I guess, just don't get it. He just don't get it. I
2: just don't get
1: it. <laughs> he, he, just, he won't sad, give up the know. team, will he? I love when he calls in because I just, I just love just getting on them. But listeners out there, we got Abe back on. Really? Abe? What's going on? How's everybody doing? <laughs> Chris, he just, we gave him a chance to get waiver and get another team. He didn't take it, did he?
2: He didn't, and and the uh, thing is, is the Oakland Raiders are doing great.
1: Well, we ain't talking about Raiders. We talking about sorry Cowboys.
2: I know, but, but we we yeah. we offered for him to go to become a fan of the Raiders, <laughs>
1: and he well, won't do it. Raiders fan, but we sure would get her on. Let her talk But Chris, I'm a, I'm not gonna take it easy on him. I just can't. You know what? Because he just don't get it, and we gonna have to make him get it. But I'm going to start off. I know you did that question, Chris, and I'll chime in, and you chime in. He did some, a little homework, Chris, so he's ready for us today.
2: I am so ready, so ready.
1: He's ready so, for but All I'm right, Abe, off. so
2: since we're, we're talking about the Cowboys, okay? Yeah. And uh, with Tony Romo, he's, he's coming to a six-week mark of his recovery from a compression yeah. fracture in his back. You know, and yep. He might be ready to return to the Cowboys either on October 30th or November 3rd. The question right. is, and I know we've talked about this before, you know, and I know, I know how James's opinion on this is, so I want to see what you say. The question is, should they stick with Dak Prescott, a rookie quarterback who is playing great and they're winning under him, or should they move back to Tony Romo?
3: Uh, honestly, I believe, I believe they, should, they should stick with him. And and you know uh, the reason being is you know he's he's been injured far too too much in the past to do uh, I, I believe to keep keep uh, effectively uh, playing the game you know and, and winning like they need to uh, but uh, you know I as far as uh, the season goes so far you know I'm 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 pretty well. Uh, happy with the performance that they've, they've been given, you know, uh, uh, they lost one game and, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, you can't win them all, but, uh, as much as you'd like to, but, uh, you know, uh, I think they should stick with him. He's doing a great job. (laughs) You know, you, you can't argue with that. Uh, and, I I, really, I I think it'd be a bad move to to, to put Tony Romo back in there.
1: I, I think Abe's starting to get it, Chris. But
3: um, <laughs> ask that question.
1: We got what? other guests on the line, too. Wayman, are you there? I am here. How are you doing today? We got Chris and Abe on the line, Wayman. How's it awesome. going, Wayman? Hello,
2: I'm doing Wayman. well.
1: Yeah, I know. I know, but you got to touch the good <laughs> and the bad. <laughs> Go ahead and ask
2: Wayman that question. So, Wayman, what we were talking about, because Abe is such a diehard Cowboys fan, he won't even give him up. He won't give him <laughs> up. Anyway, Tony Romo is coming to a six-week mark of his recovery from a compression fracture in his back, you know, and he's going to be ready either like the 30th of October or, 3rd of, or 6th of November. You know, it's kind of up in the air at this point. But the question is, should they stick with Dak Prescott, who's a rookie quarterback, who's playing great, and they're winning under him? Or should they move back to Tony Romo?
4: Um, I mean, if I, and I heard some of what, what he was saying, I I think he's absolutely correct. Um, you know, the Cowboys, if you're smart and, and, and you can tell the teams that are progressive in the NFL and continue to do well, you start to plan for your future and the Cowboys can either begin planning for their future right now and continue to let Dak Prescott grow develop, be right in the thick of a playoff race right now in the NFC East, or they can stun his growth, um, hurt his overall mentality, because you imagine, and and, and it doesn't just equate to football, but in any of our jobs, if we're doing a good job, we're replacing someone, and then you have someone come in, you know, halfway or three-quarters of the way through that, and, and then take a job from you that you have been doing well, you can't help but have a little resentment towards that. And so I think if the Cowboys are smart, which, of course, I hope they aren't, um, I hope that they do snatch that job away from Dak Prescott, give it back to an immobile um, Tony Romo, who's probably one hit away from probably ending his career. Not that I wish that on anyone, and I definitely don't wish it on Tony Romo, but I think if the Cowboys are smart, they continue to do what they're doing. I don't see how Romo's going to make any more of a difference in that offense, mainly because you're running behind Ezekiel Elliott, um, and, and, and you're not having to pass the ball as much. And you have a mobile quarterback in Dak Prescott. Dallas's offensive line, though still great, is not as good as it's been in the past. Um, and so you probably need a quarterback that's a little more mobile back there. That's not going to be a, a sitting duck, and and it would just make sense on all levels to move forward with him. And I hope they don't.
1: Well, let me ask you this, Raymond at eight. Since you guys, I know eight diehard Cowboys and y'all. Uh, if you look at Romo's numbers during the pre, during regular season, it's off the chain. You know he's a great quarterback, and during the playoffs is where he failed. But why would you not do that and bring Romo back in and have a veteran get you there, you know, and then you let Zach. I mean, and Abe, you know this. Romo's numbers are great during the regular season. Absolutely. So, Post- why would you, post-season, why would he's you no
3: not good. play Romo? Go ahead, Abe. I just said uh, postseason he has a lot of trouble. You know, he just can't get it done. You know, it's like uh, it, it's uh, he goes into a different uh, type of Thinking mode when he's playing, you know, and uh, it just it just doesn't work for him. So, uh, I don't
1: know. Wait Romo's who he's always been. I
4: mean, you know, it, it's it's that that flashy car that performs well on a nice sunny day, but as soon as there's any adversity, or as soon as you know that engine actually has to work i.e. the playoffs, um, he's never performed well. So why not start with someone who has an opportunity to get you there and to gain that experience and move past it? I don't think anyone on on the call believes that Romo's taking anybody to a Super Bowl. And maybe the Cowboys don't go to the Super Bowl this year. But like I said, you're planning for your future. You're dealing with a young man, a young man's psyche, and, and what he thinks of this organization uh, moving forward in the Cowboy organization. Why would you snatch a job away from someone who has performed admirably, has gained the respect of his teammates, um, has re-energized the Cowboy fan base? I got fans, Cowboy fans, that wouldn't even talk to me. Now they're talking crap to me every week because Dak Prescott is the quarterback. He puts a fear in... I'll say Redskins fans or other fans that we don't have with Romo. I love seeing Romo, and I remember three or four years back, um, there was a deciding game between the Redskins and the Cowboys to see who was going to represent the NFC East in the playoffs, and Romo being Romo through a pick, and that was the end of the game. Why not move forward, become America's team again, re-energize that fan base with Dak Prescott? I see no reason moving forward to put Romo in there.
2: Yeah, yeah, that, that 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 that's a good thing. But the issue is, you know, we got Jerry Jones we're talking about, and yeah. you know, he's going to do what he wants to do, and sometimes against the best, better wishes of other people. So,
4: and, and I'm hoping I, he does that. You're you're absolutely right. I don't disagree. Um, I'm hoping that Romo is the quarterback for the Cowboys moving forward. I don't think they should do it, but Jerry Jones is the owner, and I hope they do.
2: Right. Yeah, it's what, I know we've talked in the last couple of weeks, you know, about taking a starting starting quarterback or starting player's job away. But in this instance, I, I think it should happen because, you know, Dak is, is playing beautifully. The team is, you know, on, on point. So anyway. Okay, well, I'm, I'm glad that uh, I got my, my question answered on that because, you know, I was feeling the same thing you guys were. But, okay, let's talk about Odell Beckham. What is wrong with this guy? You know, he's a New York Giants wide receiver. says that he's frustrated with the increased attention he's receiving due to his behavior during games, and he's not having fun anymore. Odell's becoming a distraction, um, that, and, and he's affecting his team. What do you think the Giants need to do to reel him in? Abe?
3: You know, uh, that's a good question. I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, you know, uh, I, I read an article earlier today that said uh, Eli Manning wasn't uh, very pleased with his uh performance uh you know it, it it's i don't know if it's something personal that that's going on in his personal life that uh that he can't separate from his job or what the deal is you know he it's obviously something that's that's weighing weighing pretty heavy on him and uh and it's affecting his 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 performance at work so you know uh <laughs> he's got to, he's got to be able to separate the two, you know, he's got to be able to, to leave work and have home life and, 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 and be, if that's the case, you know, uh, and, and, be, and, and, and and be able to separate those and, and be able to, to function in that manner, you know? Um, but uh, you know, whatever the case is, it's, it's definitely something that, that's, uh, weighing heavy on him, you know, and and hopefully he can he can get uh, get out of his funk. That's true.
2: That's true. Wayman, what well, do you
3: think about this?
4: Um, <clears throat> I, I think he's exposed a major weakness and flaw in his game, and you see now. And Josh Norman did it last year, and you see other teams now. All they're trying to do is frustrate him. Um, and, and that's what Minnesota did. They frustrated them. If you watch the game, he, he's he's throwing up his hands. He thinks that you know it's pass interference. But once you do that in that first quarter, he's gone for the rest of the game. And so you eliminate a big part of that New York Giants offense. As far as what they can do, they can't do a thing. There's absolutely nothing they can do. You 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 pump that guy up. You promote him. He's your franchise player. You know, you you, you see the Monday night football game and the one-handed catch, and and we've all seen the YouTube videos of people all over the country making an Odell Beckham-type catch. You can't do anything to that guy. Do you sit him down? You can't sit him down. Um, Do you fine him? uh, You do that at the risk of someone who looks pretty unstable completely imploding not only for your team, um, but affecting, I'm sorry, not only for himself, but the rest of the team. Uh, unfortunately in today's day and age with these prima donnas coming into the league. And to me, Josh Norman said it best. You know, you guys pump this guy up off of one catch. Um, and, and not that he's not a good receiver, but Josh Norman is not some second coming of Jerry Rice, but we've made him into that. With You know, he's a YouTube sensation. And and so do you take that all the way now? Do you sit him on the bench? Do you find him? You can't do any of those things. So, you pretty much just have to hope that he can get himself in check um, and, and that he's not a detriment to the team moving forward. But there's absolutely nothing the Giants can do. They can bluster. They can talk. They can talk about how disappointed they are. He'll be on the field this next week. He knows it. We know it. There's nothing they can do.
1: Well, you know what, Wayman Abe, y'all, y'all not getting the point. Y'all talk about Josh. I mean, y'all talk about Dale Beckham. Yeah, that's fine. He's frustrated, They. Eh? But how could Eli, man, stand up there and tell somebody what they need to do? And last year, his ass threw so many interceptions. He threw six in one game, and they didn't pull him. You know, when your game ain't as good as somebody else, you shouldn't talk about somebody else's game. You know, so Eli had no right coming out there to talk about what? You know what I'm saying? But that man, if that man is not doing good, that's for the coach. You know, Eli, you get the ball to him. He had a horrible game. How could Eli... Tell somebody something. You know what I'm saying?
3: Well, I think That's I think right. Eli's trying to look at it from a, a role model standpoint. You know, he's he's trying to be a leader in the game. You know, as far as the team goes, and uh, you know he he's he's trying to get him back on track. You know, but uh, it, it, it's like you said. You know, you can't you, you can't really point the finger at somebody when uh, when when your your game's not top right. notch itself. You know, that, that you makes understand? sense to me. If
1: you wanna lead me, hey throw me the ball, Give me the ball so we can beat these teams,
3: okay, Absolutely. I'm
1: yeah. dropping them, but you know what I'm saying that's a leader, hey, yeah. hey, I'm gonna throw you the ball, get these guys off. you know what I'm saying, yeah, when I played and ball I'm my quarterback when my quarterback knew a guys were going at me say, you know what, I'm gonna keep getting you that ball when I drop the ball, I'm for sure he can, I'm coming right back to you, you know catch you that yeah. the back that's how you lead.
4: That's true, and, and I, that's what a good coach does. I don't mind the fact that Odell Beckham is frustrated, but obviously, you know, for anyone that's played sports, you have to channel that frustration in a positive way. I don't, I, I don't mind the fact that he's upset, frustrated, but you can't. You can't affect your team. You know, you got an unsportsmanlike penalty versus Minnesota during an important drive. You can't affect your team. I don't, I don't care about the emotion. Be emotional, be upset or frustrated we all get that way no matter what our job is, but you can't act like he acts, especially when it draws negative attention to your team. You've got your coach commenting on it, um, and supposedly he's a team guy and cares very deeply about his teammates. And, and so maybe the issue is just trying to show him how his negative reaction is
1: negatively impacting the rest of his team. Maybe
4: that's all oh. you need to do, and maybe he'll, maybe he'll get
1: it together. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get next question. But I still want to say something on that too. But this is James, Chris, Lehman, and Abe, and we'll be right back with these cowboys and my eagle lunch.
2: We'll be
1: right back.
0: (laughs) Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
1: And we got our guest Abe, our cowboy, and we got other guests. Believe, it. we got Wayman. That's the word for the day. Believe. <laughs> we believe the women gonna pay for that lunch. That's all I believe. Abe,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, you can come too. You can come too, Abe. Yeah, everybody come.
2: Hey, right. hey, Wayman, are you? Are you? Are you guys? Well, whoever whoever loses, are you willing to pay for Abe's lunch too?
4: You know what, I'm willing to pay for it all. Um, I'm committed to this, and like, you know, Love was saying, I believe, and I believe that this season is going to turn around in a hurry for for Eagles and Eagle fans.
2: You do realize, Wayman, when you say that, that James has a very large family, and so do I?
4: You know what, now, I don't know about additional family members, (laughs) um, but definitely you, Abe, and and, and Love can definitely sit at the table.
1: (laughs) Hey, Abe. Yeah. What's that story where the girl clicked her, her heels and she believed it would be back home? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyways, <laughs> let's get back. We were talking about um, Eli. I want to at least comment on that, what y'all was saying, a little bit more. You know, um, your quarterback, you know, he's the leader of the team on the field, yeah, but that coach is the one. So the coach, you know, and Wayman, you know, I mean, even in basketball, you know, a guy would try and get in the other guy' head. The best guy mm-hmm. y'all know who did that was Dennis Rodman, you know? Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. Once you get in that guy' head, yeah, you know. I mean, all players are like that. Just O'Dell Beckham and Sean Hill, you know. But I just think, you know, his game ain't affecting, you know. I mean, he dropped balls, uh, all receivers drop balls. Thomas, for them, drop balls, and nobody in his head, you know? So I just think he's going through something. And it's like you say, you know, these guys get in your head and they start talking. Yeah, but I don't think it's really no, it's not no T.O. thing. Do you guys think it's like T.O.?
4: I think it has potential to be because whether it's true or not, every team that Odell Beckham goes up against, at least for the foreseeable future, is going to try to be physical with him and frustrate him. And it's either going to work or it's not going to work. But, but even if it doesn't work, teams are going to constantly do it to t- try to throw him off his game until he can prove that it can't. So I, I think it is for the foreseeable future going to affect him, because, you know, kind of a pre- Madonna pretty boy receiver. you know, love, you know what I'm talking about? Um, yeah. as, a receiver, as a receiver yourself, and as a DV, when I play DB. If if I knew somebody would would chirp back at me, that was the best thing I could do because they weren't worried about catching passes anymore. They were worried about me. They were trying to throw punches under the under the pile or stick their fingers in my face mask. Um, so it, and and as a as a defensive back, that's all I'm trying to do. I don't care if you hit me, punch me, kick me, um, try to spit on me. You're not catching any passes, and so I've, I've already gotten my job done once I know. I mean, I started talking stuff to receivers in the warm-up lines. You know, a lot of times, DBs and receivers are lined up back-to-back. They're catching passes. I'm telling you right now, you're not going to catch a pass on me all day. And as soon as I hear you start chirping back, I know it's going to be a good day for me because you don't care about catching passes anymore. You're looking for me the rest of the game. And until he can prove that that's gone,
3: he's going to be frustrated. Hey, what do you think? T.O. thing or what? Yeah, I, I think he, I think he's right. You know, I, I, it's like the old saying uh, goes: "Never let them see you sweat." You know, uh, and, and once once you you uh, you play into that, uh, it it really affects uh, your game. You know, like you were saying, you know, uh, can't you know it makes it makes, makes his job easy, uh, and. You know, you you got to be able to to set that aside and and concentrate on on the on the task at hand and, and playing the game and, and getting the job done. You know, so I I couldn't agree more with that with with what Wayman had to say there. And, and if I could just interject real quick, but the difference between him and
4: To, and I know To has a bad rep, but one thing To never let it do it never affected his performance on the field. He might get pissed and scream at a. At a, at, a, at a coach, uh, his position coach, he might scream at a quarterback because he felt he was open. But in the clutch, when you needed T.O., T.O. didn't disappear in games. T.O. was a performer. He always performed, and, and that's part of the knock on him. He's like, hey, I'm open. Get me the ball more. But you didn't have to worry about some, some DB taking T.O. Out, out of his game. That was never the knock on him. You could be physical with him. You could knock him down. Um, he came back from injury. Um, play, You know, performed well for multiple teams. And and so, like I said, to me it's a, it's a huge difference because by being physical with Odell, you can clearly take him out of his game. And and that is not T.O. like. Um, T.O. did get a bad rap for what he did and how he talked and everything else to coaches and whatnot, but it didn't affect what he did on the field. And Odell Beckham
1: is affected on the field and off it. I know you don't
2: agree with that, do you, Chris? Well, well, I I agree with a lot of that. I mean, I say with Odell, he's he's 23 years old. He's very young. He doesn't he he doesn't know how to compose himself well. Obviously, he's letting all these people get into his head. He he thought he was just this figure that that people would would be afraid of. But they've they've now caught onto his game. And if he's afraid of how much attention he's already gotten, guess what? Every camera is going to be on him from now on until he can prove mm-hmm. otherwise. You know he's Chris. he. Everyone's gonna be watching every move he makes. So oh, that, he's he, he's even made you, made made himself a bigger target. I'm surprised,
1: mm-hmm. Chris. But listen to this, and and <laughs> you should know better than this, A, because you a Cali fan. Look what T.O. did. Okay, he was going on the sideline, going to coach's face, player face. Do you see Obell Beckham do that? No. So how can y'all say it's a T.O. thing? He ain't nowhere close. T.O. Am I right there? Come on. You see that. Come on, Wayman.
4: It's a performance league.
1: Did, did T.O. perform when he was with the Cowboys?
4: Who was the top receiver in Dallas when he went there? T.O. Um, who, who was who was Romo's best target and best friend when he was there? T.O. Did he show up every game? Yes, he did. Did he yell at Romo? Yes, he did. But <clears throat> it's a performance-based league. Um, you don't like every co-worker that you deal with. Um, you still have to exist, and I'm not saying that To made it easy on his coaches. I'm not saying he made it easy on his teammates, and I'm not even saying that he was a likable guy. But if if, if I'm a coach, if I'm assembling a team, if I needed somebody to go get me a touchdown or a first down, I'm going To. I'm not going against. I'm not going with somebody that can be knocked off of his game with a little bit of physical
3: contact. That's a different evening. Hey. Bottom line, you got to be able to get the job done. You know, that that's it. You just got to get it done, right? Wow. All
1: right, Chris, go ahead. I'm just disappointed. Y'all.
2: I'm by myself <laughs> now. Okay, let's let's let, let, let's just kind of flip things a little bit. You know, there's two four 4-0 teams remaining: the Broncos and the Minnesota Vikings. And there's one three and team: the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh-huh. So two of those three, we know Wayman is not liking. Anyway, which of these teams or teams could go undefeated? Abe.
3: Ah, man. <clears throat> well, I, I don't. I don't believe that. I don't believe the Eagles are gonna gonna get that done. I, I mean, I I, just, I used to like it. You, Abe. I don't. I don't <laughs> see it happening. Uh, if anybody, it's you know, it's more than likely gonna be the Broncos. I hate to say it, but. I mean that's that's the way it's looking right now and that's the way it's uh things are are working working towards for uh you know but uh yeah I don't that, yeah, that's a tough question you know I mean uh honestly the Broncos have probably the best shot at it with their defense uh and you know they demonstrated it before the defense is you know played a big part in winning a lot of their games and um so yeah I think I think the Broncos probably have the best shot at going undefeated.
2: Wayman what do you think? Who has a shot at going undefeated?
4: Well no, realistically I don't think anyone anyone <laughs> does. Um you know the Broncos going they're at home versus Atlanta this week. Um You have an improved San Diego team, even though they've let some go. I mean, the Broncos play Houston uh, and, of course, New England every year. Um, And I always see that as a game potentially for the Broncos to lose. (laughs) You know, the Broncos, and don't get me wrong, I mean, I think they have an opportunity to go undefeated and probably have the best opportunity out of all of the teams to go undefeated, as hard as it is for me to spit that out of my mouth. Um, but, uh, you know, you look at Minnesota having to play um, Green Bay uh, another time. Actually, Minnesota might have the best, uh, the best chance to go undefeated. They only have to play Green Bay one more time. Um, you have a depleted Bears team, a not-so-good um, Detroit team. I'm not sure about the rest of their schedule, And you just imagine that with the Eagles quarterback, at some point there's going to be a little regression or teams are going to start to figure him out. Of course, I'm just hoping and wishing, like Love said earlier, that these things happen. Um, But I think that uh, of all the teams, I'd say it's probably a tie between the Broncos and Minnesota. The Broncos, just because they have a tougher schedule, um, and Minnesota with the easier schedule, but I don't think, they're probably a solid of a team.
2: Hmm. Okay. James, what are you thinking over there?
1: I don't think any of those teams are undefeated. I mean, somebody's going to lose, you know. I don't see no undefeated just all balling team like Carolina was last year, you know. So, will anybody go close to you know without losing until week nine or ten would be Brian the Bronco. Like Wayman was saying, sad to say, but, I mean, they're the only team that looks, you know, decent, you know, and just running through people. So, you know, but it's hard to tell. I mean, like, look at, you know, like Wayman said now. Look at, you got 3-1 teams that we didn't think would be that. Didn't think the Cowboys would be 3-1. and I think me and Abe talked about we thought they'd win one game. (laughs) So, you know, it's funny right now this season. Like I tell everybody, this is week three, week four, week two, <laughs> week nine and ten. Then it's going to start showing, you know, the team's just going to
2: mm-hmm.
1: be the ones that's balling. So, I don't know. Right now it's hard. I mean, if anybody had say, you know, my Eagles, hell, you know, I just kind of eat that lunch, just win eight games.
2: Well, you do realize who they're playing this week, don't you? The who, depleted Philly? Detroit Lions. Oh, that's win number four. There you go. Oh, like I already Wayman
1: got my reservation in so. Pinkmany's place, so I ain't hey, worried about that. Hey, James. Give me Wayman
3: credit card. James. <laughs> what, what
1: about yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: what about uh, week six? They're playing the Redskins. Who's going to win that one? <laughs>
1: now that's the team that's a bum, Abe. Eh? We say bum, right, Abe?
3: Hey, hey, that's the word. You order, got, bump. You, got,
1: you got the Eagles <laughs> and the Redskins on week six. Eagles gonna blow by them. Kirk Cousins is not the guy for them. They got too much going on with Deshaun Jackson, one of his contracts, or he's trying to, you know, they're going to beat them
3: by two touchdowns, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, nope. and then after that, week se- week seven, they got the Vikings.
2: They'll lose that game. Yeah, yeah, two tough defenses.
1: Yeah, yeah, they'll lose that game. But, you know, any any team like the, uh, Washington or
3: Cowboys, they'll win. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do I hear a side bet coming on this?
3: I think I think that might just because we're that's just because we're on here, right,
2: James
3: <laughs> <laughs> We're on the call with you, right? Yeah, yeah. You see, women, they said no, no, because he, yeah, you
1: know, pavement. I can't even. I can't even. It, it amazes me.
4: I mean, now I will admit, the Redskins' defense, which I thought would be much improved going into the season. Is a total and utter disaster. So I do not expect that game um, to be a, a difficult uh, struggle. Um, but I do think Kirk Cousins, just like last year, anytime he saw those Philadelphia jerseys, he will light them up and continue to light them up like he's done throughout his entire career. So it'll be a high scoring game. Uh, we probably only win that one by a field goal.
2: Okay. Okay. No. 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 I have. I have some conjecture to bring in here. There was a question I was going to ask you guys. You know. But I'm. I'm going to just tell you right now. Did my. Did my homework a little bit about the top five defenses in the NFL so far in the first four games. And the Eagles right now are number three. They've only allowed 274 yards per game and nine points per game. Okay. So um, I, think, I think they're going to be hard-pressed to be a high-scoring game on that one. It's going to be a high-scoring
4: game because you, you have to look at who the Eagles have played. And I'm not 100% familiar with their schedule. I know they beat um, – Cleveland. They beat – Exactly. Pittsburgh. They beat Cleveland. They, they beat Chicago. And they did beat Pittsburgh. So out of the three games, I will say that holding Pittsburgh down uh, was an anomaly but you beat Cleveland and you beat Chicago without Jay Cutler, not saying that that's much anyway, with or without Jay Cutler, it's Chicago. So, you know what, let Philadelphia shut down some other teams and I'll, be, I'll jump on the bandwagon with both feet and say that that's a great defense, but no, you beat Cleveland, you beat Chicago. The Pittsburgh game to me was an outlier. I'm not willing to put them up there in the upper echelon of great defenses.
2: Interesting. Okay. So so let, let's talk about defenses. You know. Uh, so so uh, Abe and Wayman. You know. Who, who do you think are the top five defenses presently? And and then I'll tell you who who they actually how they actually rank. So Abe, who, who do you think um, the team teams are with the top five defenses?
3: So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the uh, Broncos. Broncos probably uh, number one or two. Uh,
2: and then uh, you, you don't have to put them in order. You just tell me who you who, who the top five are. Okay, uh, Broncos, uh,
3: Patriots. Um, who else? Uh, I want to say uh, Cowboys. That's three, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's three.
3: Uh, <laughs> Uh, Ravens, and uh, Vikings. <laughs>
2: okay. So, Wayman, who do you think?
4: Well, I think you already have... I think three are a given. We've already talked about Minnesota's defense. We talked about the Broncos' defense. You gave away that Philadelphia was in the top five. i mm-hmm. um, I'd probably have to throw Seattle in there. And... Uh, I'll go the Bills or Houston. Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, you, you you both have a couple, right? The, you know who the number one defensive team is? And I, I was shocked to hear this, but the Ravens. Ooh. Ravens are number one. <sighs> number two wow, is wow. the Seahawks, three okay. is the Eagles, four is the Broncos, and five is the Houston Texans.
1: Wow. Wow. Well, the cowboy, Abe's a cowboy. Apes a cowboy. What a I uh, I
2: did the top five. I I didn't hey, want to go down further. I, I got not I got do, do the Bottom I, five.
4: She did the top
2: five.
4: <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> I it got a Texas teams.
3: hurry early roll. I got those. <laughs> hey, James, James. I got those Texas teams mixed up there, man.
2: Oh, <laughs> a different different That's part of the state, was. different. <laughs>
1: hey, hey, wait a minute, Abe. Thought you said the bottom hundred. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> can't yeah. uh-huh. That's where that's
4: where Dallas and, and Washington will wind up for sure.
1: <laughs> hey, we got to take it up, right? When we come back, we'll get Abe up there in the top uh, five, not the bottom 500. <laughs> we'll be right back.
0: <laughs> Your internet flagship station
4: for sports. Voice America Sports.
0: look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Shane Loving, your host oh, Loving That Sports Talk, Cole and Chris,
1: you with me?
2: I'm here. I'm right there.
1: And we got Wayman and Abe. You guys still there? Yeah. I'm here? Well, Chris, I wasn't even going to do this, but I'm going to go out and have a good day There, Abe made my day.
2: I, I understand <laughs> that. Abe, thank you very much.
1: Because okay, we do a favor? When you ask the question, make sure you say the top five, not the bottom, the Abe. Oh, I'll <laughs>
2: clarify. I'll say, Abe, listen, listen, Abe. <laughs> He
1: thought you meant the bottom five so that's why the cowboy though. He had it right. Good job, A. <laughs> <laughs> well, since A got the cowboys in the bottom five, we don't want them there. Oh, <laughs> uh, but guy, I got a quick question for y'all. You know, um Denver come in, they play Atlanta now. Um Julio Jones said, 300 yard receiving. Do y'all seek to leave posing him down this week,
3: hey? Well, uh, you know uh, that's a tough question. Uh, all I know about uh, keep to leave is uh, they just they just determined that he did shoot himself in uh, preseason <laughs> right before the preseason. So hopefully he doesn't shoot himself in the foot and uh, <laughs> and, let, and let him uh, let him score any points, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. Uh, yeah, uh it's it's gonna be a tough one. I d I, I, I don't know exactly how it's gonna go, but you know, uh it's it's definitely gonna be a be a tough, tough uh job for him.
1: Wayman, you DB you know well, to me, it
4: doesn't really have too much to do with Talib or Chris Harris, but more Atlanta's offensive line versus Denver's defensive line. I think teams that have shown that they can beat the Broncos, and it should have been Pittsburgh every single time. Pittsburgh beat them twice last year. Should have beat them a third time if Roethlisberger wasn't hurt. Um, Brown wasn't out, and Le'Veon Bell wasn't out. That's another story. Um, but... Pittsburgh showed that if you can block that front seven of the Broncos, those Bronco DBs, though they're good, they're not as good as I think people think they are. Um, Antonio Brown beat Chris Harris like a drum last year when they played because Chris or because Ben Roethlisberger had time. I think the same could be true of Julio Jones if that offensive line protects and gives. Matt Ryan an opportunity to throw the ball downfield. The, the the great thing about the Broncos defense, you don't ever get to make that second read in the Broncos defense. If you don't have that first read open, your first receiver open, the pressure is too much, and you're sacked or having to throw the ball away before you can come off that first read. Um, and so, if that offensive line can give him some time, I think it definitely could be a different ball game. Um, with the Broncos in Atlanta. It, to me, it has nothing to do with the DVs. It has everything to do with the pressure up front. Chris. I
2: agree. I agree. Yeah. Is, is Simeon, is he starting?
3: Is, is, he, is he, is his shoulder good? They said he didn't
2: Simeon's saying he's going to play, but, you know, it's not not definite yet whether he is or not.
3: Well, that that could be yeah. a factor, too. I mean, you know, you can't you can't just rule that entirely out. I mean, Lynch played what one game, half a game, uh, but he looked. Who knows? Him. Yeah, I mean, he 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 definitely got the job done. I'm, I'm not I'm not taking that away. I'm not I'm not trying to take that away from him. But you know, he he was kind of thrown in there. Yeah, they said Simeon didn't practice today, um, but you know,
4: and I said this in earlier weeks. I really don't think it matters too much with the Broncos who is the starting quarterback um because you're, you're gonna run the ball you're gonna sit behind that defense the Broncos are on the the bottom third um in 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 every offensive category they're not running the ball well um they're not throwing for a ton of yards on offense and they're not going to they don't have to um they can sit behind that defense uh and you look at all these different games. You even look at Indianapolis game. You look at the Tampa Bay game, and, and you look at all the points the Broncos scored. You know, you got the scoring started off by Tlaib um, with an interception. You have Tampa Bay going in, and they strip Sims, or I don't even know what that play was. And, and that leads eventually to more points for the Broncos. And you had another interception um, by Talib, Two interceptions um, and a fumble and you have 90% of your points. Um, The Broncos, if you kick off, make them drive the field and score points on you, that's not really happened that much this season. They thrive off of those turnovers. And Tlaib, and I'm not going to say he cheats, but what he does is he comes, if you look at Tlaib, he comes off of that primary receiver, the receiver he's supposed to be covering because he can afford to. He knows that you're not going to throw it deep on him because you don't have enough time. And I think you can expose those Broncos DBs and the way that they play, being super aggressive, jumping those out routes, jumping those short routes, which Toledo manages to do all the time, if you can have time, to throw it down the field like Atlanta likes to do. Just don't turn the ball over versus the Broncos, and you can beat them. It kills <laughs> me every week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Great
1: he didn't hate
2: it. Do you want me to go Chris? Yeah, so let's talk about the new rules the NFL has about the unsportsmanlike penalties, you know. So, there's taunting calls. The taunting calls are up 220% compared to the last sorry, compared to the first 4 weeks of last season, while other unsportsmanlike penalties mostly for celebrations are up 56%. To clarify these rules, the NFL will send teams videos telling them what, what 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 what's what 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 is good or what what's acceptable, what's not acceptable? But you know, Abe and, and Wayman, shouldn't teams already know what is what's an unsportsmanlike conduct or penalty without having to, to show a video? Abe. Well, you know,
3: uh, I mean,
2: if if you're all
3: up in somebody's face and and you're you know uh, celebrating, you know, uh, a sack. I mean that's you know that's that's a little overboard, but you know it's it's football. You know I mean these guys are out there taking hits left and right. and I mean and, and you know it's 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 part of the game. You know and and uh, I think Wayman touched on it earlier when he, he we were talking about Beckham. You know he, they're trying to get into people's heads. You know to, to try to uh, throw them off. You know uh, and, and that, it, 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 it's just a. a a, a part of the game, you know, and, and, uh, so, I mean, it, it's a real fine line. It, it seems like anymore, you know, that, uh, that, that, that you could easily cross, uh, at any given moment, you know, uh, depending on who or what, what team it is, you know, so, or what, or which player it is, uh, for that matter, you know, so, I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's it's kinda of silly. It's it's kind of a silly rule to me. But you know, uh it it's it's like I said, it's part of the game. Well, I think it's hard for
4: players, for coaches, for anyone watching to distinguish what is and what is not because you know, what Abe was just now saying is it varies from team to team. It varies from player to player. I saw, um, what's his name, the quarterback for the Jaguars uh, kick a ball into the, into the stands in Europe. I don't see a flag. Um, but then you throw a flag for celebration with Antonio Brown in the end zone away from everyone. Um, and, and so you're, con- you're consistently finding certain people, and then another player can kick a ball Out of the stadium, or at least out of the playing field, into the stands, um, and maybe you give him a little leeway because you're in Europe and you want some excitement. But then, but then other players aren't fined for similar or same actions. And and, and like Abe was saying too, it's completely silly. It's a game of emotion. You watch soccer and they run across the field and and rip their shirt off, um, and and there's no excessive celebration or fine there. You watch basketball. You watch baseball and people backflip, and and you watch probably the most emotional game, the most physical game, and you expect guys to kiss each other on the cheek and run back to the sideline? You have to be kidding me. Um, You know, and the NFL is starting to live up to its name, which is the not fun league. It makes absolutely no sense. You know, anybody that's played any sport that's been worth their salt plays it with their heart and emotion, and I guess you're just supposed to cut that off when it comes to... Celebrating
1: or scoring touchdowns or whatnot, it's just not very realistic to me. You know, the funny thing about that is, is though, you are right, you know. They are starting to make the league into a powder puff, you know, not fun because I remember back when T.O. now playing, I couldn't wait to see when they score to see what they're going to do next, you know. Pull the shot for y'all. The one guy well, I had the, the cell phone call his mom. You know, you want to see somebody score to see something, to see something, you know, what they're going to do to celebrate. You know, but now it's like, you know, you just got to hand the ball to the ref and walk to the sideline. And I think Icky Woods had to stop doing that because I think he had to do his dance on the sideline. Remember that? They wouldn't yeah. let him do it anymore. Icky the Shuffle. End zone. Yeah. So it is You know, I, grow up. With all I, I remember growing
4: up and, and watching those Redskins and Cowboys games and the Redskins... Uh, with the little posse used to get in that little huddle and, 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 and they'd all jump and, and clap five. And I forget which, uh, which cowboy came in and, and broke it up. And, um, it was just part of the game. It, it was, it was fun. And like I said, and, and I agree with Abe here too. If I make a play and I go over in somebody's face and I'm pointing or I throw the ball at another player or I'm in an opposing quarterback or DB's face, hey, throw the flag. I don't. I don't care one bit about that being demonstrative towards another player. If you score a touchdown in the end zone, um, you know how many how many Green Bay Packers have been fined for doing the Lambeau leap and jumping into the crowd? But but yet and still, we want to find Antonio Brown for shaking and dancing or doing whatever. What's the difference? There's no difference. You have referees being arbitrary determining what's excessive and what's not. Where to me. If you jump outside the playing field into some fans, that would seem as excessive as anything you could possibly do. But that's never been called one time. I don't know. It just makes absolutely no sense. Go ahead let them have fun. They're celebrating with their fans. People paid good money to come to the game um, and and, and enjoy it. Um, As long as you're not getting in somebody's face, as long as you're not berating someone else, as long as you're not celebrating someone else being injured or doing something to someone else,
3: let them have fun. Hey, hey, Let me just can I throw something out there real quick, uh, James? Go ahead. Go ahead. I went uh I went to my brother's. My brother coaches uh little league football, pee wee football. Here, uh, he's got a group of fifth graders that he coaches. And I went to his his football game uh this weekend on Saturday. And, uh, you know, they were playing, and, and the other team, everybody was, you know, cheering his team on. And, and uh, you know, everybody was enjoying the game, and, and they end up uh, scoring two touchdowns, and they, they end up winning the game. And the, the coaches on the other side of the field that was coaching the other team, they were upset with my brother's team because, you know, they felt like it was excessive, that, it, that everybody was cheering for him and uh they, you know they wouldn't even shake his, you know at the end of the game everybody goes by and they they all you know shake hands or whatever and uh they, they wouldn't they wouldn't even you know shake hands so i i, I think it, it it could be you know perception too you know a lot of times what people perceive as excessive is is is, is really not you know so i don't know hey i got a question
1: can you hear me? Yeah, I got a question for you, real quick. What do you got? When I win this bet from Wayman, if I run up and down my street butt naked, <laughs> is that a time to
3: celebrate? <laughs> that 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 might be a little excessive, man. I don't I don't know. I, I guess that that might be a little much. Yeah, I don't. I I mean, that's I not. I don't not know. Not only excessive. That's not only excessive. It's offensive. Um, <laughs> I could probably use a few more
4: adjectives, but definitely. Uh, Offensive, excessive.
1: Uh, I, I'm throwing all type of flags. <laughs> Indecent. Well, guys, this is what we got to do we, next week. We're gonna have my um, guest Nesby Glasgow that played with Seattle, so we want y'all guys to be on with him, and we all gonna have questions uh, for you, right. for him, and everybody. How that sound? All right. So, uh, look forward to it. All right. All right. Chris. I look forward to the three all right. and one
4: Broncos. The three and one Eagles and unfortunately since I don't play anyone the three and one Cowboys.
2: Oh Aww. <laughs> Aww. poor sport. It's all right. <laughs> all right. See you guys next week. All right. All By right way, take man, bye Way. Bye Abe. Bye bye. Bye.